following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, September 10th, 2021, season 17, episode number 18. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Real Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And we got to talk about the Cowboys' first game of the season. They lose 31-29, to uh, but there are mixed opinions as to what that might mean. We're going to get into all that throughout today's show. We're going to tell you what went right and wrong for the Cowboys, where they played well, and where they had some questionable moments that maybe could have led to a win. I want to start, though, with the big prevailing question, I think, coming out of a game like this. And we alluded to it last week. When you play as well as the Cowboys did on the road against the defending champions, even though you lost the game, do you look at this as a moral victory or do you look at it as just another loss? Dave. You know what's funny? Like they didn't even play that well. I mean, no, I mean, not in the grand, like not in the grand scheme. I, and I'm I'm thinking about special teams miscues, leaving four points on the field. Like they did a lot of dumb stuff. Like they didn't play the cleanest game yeah. in the world. Right. That's what I mean by that. But like, I'm sorry, people that just want to win all the time. Like I am hype today, Derek. I am hype, and I I can't tell wait, you. Wait. I thought that was my role. What are you doing? <laughs> no, it, well, but see, the thing is, is I'm not going to try to tell you what it means for 18 yeah. weeks of the season. But this team can hang, and that matters because they okay. could not last year. I mean, like winning is the name of the game. They're 0 and 1. There's nothing they can do to change that. But you got a chance every time you take the field with a quarterback like Dak Prescott. That's really that's what it boils down to for me. And if you throw in a defense that can get takeaways, they're not going to get four every week. But if they can reliably do it against somebody as good as Tom Brady, and maybe the Bucks aren't. Maybe the Bucks will struggle this year. Maybe they're. You know, we don't know. But it's a pretty good bet that they'll be good. Tom Brady's missed the playoffs how many times in his career? Mm-hmm. Like once. Seriously, how many times has Tom Brady missed the playoffs in his career? Like. 08 when he tore his ACL week one. Like, I didn't even count that one because that wasn't on him. Yeah. Oh, and 02 right after his first of seven Super Bowls. Right. Every other, He's in the playoffs every other freaking year. So they'll and pro- I think they were an 11-win team that year, 10-win team that year that, yeah. that they didn't go. They'll with. probably be in the playoffs. And the Cowboys went to their house and took it to the wire. And no, they didn't win. But I can't nitpick that too much after what we had to sit through last year, man. And I think sometime in the third quarter – when they, or maybe it was no, in the I'm sorry, in the fourth quarter, when they stripped uh, Godwin on the goal line and gave Dak a chance to go down and take the lead, I was like, "This is all I can really ask for." Is if they're in the game, they got this badass quarterback who can make every throw, and it's it's fun and it's entertaining. And I like if you can't find some joy in that of knowing that as long like he gives you a chance every week, and that's all you can ask for. If you can't find some joy in that. Yeah, maybe reevaluate why you're even doing this, Nick. Moral victory or just another loss? Well, because <laughs> it was just another loss. But uh, well, I mean, moral to me, moral victory is if if you're say, content. If you're and content. I don't want to get you too far. I know you no. and Nate had a whole no. debate on yeah. this last year. But I, I listened to some of their show. I mean, that's I mean, 
if you if you have to play that role, you have to play the role. I mean, if that's how you believe that, I'm sorry. I feel sorry for those two guys, Jesse and Nate. I'm talking about. I feel sorry if they really believe that. Now, if they're playing the role of like we got to be on the other side because Shannon and Kurt, you know, because I was watching some of their show, like then that's the role they're going to play. Fine, play the role. But uh, like if you if you really believe that that gets doom and gloom because of that game, I mean, then then why are you doing this? Well, why are you being a fan? Why are you you know? I mean, it's a it's a long season. If the players were excited about it, then yeah, you could have a problem. Yeah. That was a quiet plane ride. It was a quiet One bus of the more ride. Quiet planes they were I've mad. Been on, yeah. They were upset because they know they had a, had a game. But like Dave said, if that's where you how you're gonna play, like it's the same. It's the same reason that we got into that argument about the Pittsburgh game back then. If you're gonna play like that, bring it every week because I promise you this: the Eagles, the Chargers. The, the the Giants, the Panthers, they can't hang with that if you play like that all the time. Okay, well, we'll get into the Charger conversation next week. That's I'm I'm I think that's a team that we, that we the, well we'll get no, into that no, next no, week. I think that's, a, that's okay. worth discussing. But, but they can't hang with that. I, we'll no, talk about that next they week. will not hang with it. If that's the a little premature. Like that. Can we? I mean, I'd like yeah, to see the Chargers play a game. They got a pretty good yeah. quarterback too, and a pretty good defense too. But anyway, let's talk about that next week. We'll yeah, get to that, that next week. Well, and again, if the Cowboys don't go and play like that, then then they won't. But I'm just saying, it's it, if they go out and play the way that you know, and and as Dave said, they didn't play that great. They had they had chances mm-hmm. to win. They're not better than the Bucks. The Cowboys are not better than the Bucks, but they they could have won the game. All right, I want to take you guys to two moments in the game, and I want to get what were your, I want you to take go back and think what were your thoughts in those moments. The first being uh, when Greg Zerline goes onto the field. Uh, with, uh, I think yes, it was a minute 24 at that point, goes on to the field uh, to have a, a field goal try in order to give the Cowboys the lead. What were you thinking? Back me up on this. The, like We, say, yeah, we, had this we say a lot of stuff, and maybe we embellish. We were sitting next to each other. Nick had already gone down to do his postgame stuff. Yeah. I was like, they're going to lose. Like they, they got a timeout on the board. There's a minute 24. Even if he makes this kick, Brady's going to do his thing. I mean, that's, I just I felt it in my bones. Nick? Before or after the kick? Before the kick. Oh, because I think it's two different things. Not making like, what, it. What was, you didn't think he was making it? Yeah. Not really. No, I didn't. I didn't think he was going to make the kick. Um, I mean, we've we'd seen one of the worst field goals of all time earlier in the game. Now I understand he came back and had some. He had a he had a wild night, but I, I didn't think he was <laughs> going to make it. But when he when he did make it, I was like, yeah. I mean, I. I I thought about Aaron Rodgers and the, the times that we've seen that before. We've seen him go down the field. And so, yeah, it just seemed like a, an eternity, you know. And you, and you think back to all these other missed kicks, you know. Make it, make another field goal. Make one of these other field goals. And then I know the game plays out differently, but if Tom Brady has to go score a touchdown, it's different. still still could have done it. No but, doubt. But it's totally different. You can't just dink and dunk for eight here and four here and all that when you got to go it's get a touchdown. It's, I mean, it's very hard to do, but for somebody of Tom Brady's caliber, getting into field goal range with that much time, like, it's, it's almost easy. Like, it's, you got to make it harder. I mean, yeah, they got to, you got to make them score six. And I don't care what the defense is against him. No, a guy like that, you give him that much time, good luck with that. There isn't a defense against, I mean, there is, but I mean, you know, the the Cowboys did it against Drew Brees in 18, if you remember the Mm -hmm. game, they won 13 to 10. It's it's doable, but it's really hard. That's why guys like Brady and Brees have 45, 50 career game-winning drives. Yep. 
Yep. So so did it change once he made the field goal? Nick, you mentioned that that kind of was two different things. Did your opinion change at that point, or did you then realize, oh, it's one twenty four and Brady's coming on the field? No, I I'm standing next to one of our PR guys in the tunnel, and I looked over at him. This is like before midfield, and I was like, do you think the Cowboys are going to win? He goes, I do. <laughs> I said. I don't. I don't. I just think he's gonna go and, and do this. You know, after Diggs almost got the pick. Yeah. Like, mm. oh, I thought that was actually the moment. Yeah. I was like, oh, because I, man, he's gonna come out here and get two picks off Tom Brady. Yeah. But no, it just didn't happen. And you know, that's why he's as good as he is, great as he is. Yeah. I'll tell you this. Like, at the point when when he was about to go on the field, I had this conflict because in my in my head, I was like. Tom Brady, 124. And I actually have a friend who is a, a Bucks fan who was texting me, and I was I told her, I was like, yeah, he's got 124. I'm not feeling really good about this. So my head's telling me one thing. But then you know how your intuition starts to be like, man, the way they've played this game, it would kind of make sense at this point that they would make some kind of miraculous play and actually win this game. And, and, then, and, and then the moment came. One play. DeMarcus comes screaming around the end, barely misses Tom Brady's arm to be able to possibly knock the ball out. By the way, earlier in the game, we saw Dorrance Armstrong hit his arm. Oh. Ball didn't come out. So there's no guarantee ball comes out even if, if uh, Tank gets him. He throws the pass, and, and then you got Diggs almost intercepting it. And I was like, that, that was the moment. That was the moment that, to me, I would have been like, okay, yes, this team has – maybe that ability to win these kinds of games. And the fact that they couldn't convert it, it kind of also said to me that's where their growth area is. you got to finish these kinds of games. You played a good game to keep you in, in contention. Those are the moments that, that make the difference between a team that's a championship-caliber team and a team that just maybe makes the playoffs and then is out. I go back and forth. I, I don't think I completely agree with you because they made a miraculous play to save the game. The The strip on Godwin was incredible. But that wasn't finishing the game. That's no. My point. But, you still have to finish the game. How many time how many times are you going to make that play against Tom Brady in that offense if you're going to beat teams like that when you're faced with those kinds of situations you're gonna you got to no, figure it out if you're going to beat teams like that you convert your third downs on your drive and go score the touchdown and put the game away great. or That's run the great. clock down and kick the field goal with time running out That's great and I agree with you my point is once you get beyond that point and you now have a two point you have a one point lead with 124 left if you're going to be a championship caliber team, you gotta find a way to make a stop. We do this. We do this every time the Cowboys play a god tier quarterback. Is like it's like you gotta make the play against Aaron Rodgers, or do you gotta not put your defense in a position where they're forced to be the ones that have to make the play? Great, all that's fine. I side toward the strength of your team, which is the offense. <laughs> the offense left opportunities on the field. True. We're going into the weeds. Yeah. I'm guessing that's why Nick's laughing. No, I'm just laughing because I'm like. You're right, like to be a championship team, but how how about we just how about let's work on getting let's a winning a record team. again? <laughs> I mean, like last year was so bad. Yeah. And so um and as I wrote in, in my you know, in my story is like this is I one thing I could tell about this team is they're a pretty good football team. They're they are a pretty good team. Now, really good teams go and do those things you're talking about. So we it's only been one game. We haven't seen it, but I I can tell right now I didn't know anything about camp. 
and preseason, I know anything about the team, but I know right now that this is a pretty good football team mm-hmm. that can get better, and it's going to get better because they got the best guard in football, one of which is coming back. That won't make you one-dimensional. Yep. I know we're going to talk about Kellen Moore. I thought yep. Kellen Moore should get some praise for how he played that game or he called did. that game. And and just to be clear, I'm not. this is not so much a knock on them as much as what I'm saying is that's their growth opportunity. And Michael Parsons talk, talk, talked about it after the game. He said, you know, if you want to talk about where we can be better – that's the kind of plays that we got to make in order to finish games. Like, that's my point is, yes, they're not there yet. And that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It means that if you're looking at them and you're trying to be objective about how do we play yesterday and how do we take that next step to be that next level team, that's how you take that next level. Both for the offense and for the defense. Offense has to do some stuff different. Defense has to do some stuff different. I don't disagree. I just – and you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But it's the, – the, the missed opportunities for me are, again – Offense was they had such a great night against that defense. Not having Zach, the way the way Kellen called that game was masterful at times. But you know, you go one of four in the red zone. That, that option play to Zeke her stings, man. Yeah, that was such does. a such a great call. Jarwin can't get the block on the edge. Zeke can't make a cornerback miss or just truck him. You'd like to think Zeke could truck that guy. Um, yeah, especially when you, I'm looking for him on the roster, and he's on he was on the practice squad. Well, like that earlier. doesn't mean what it usually means, Maybe to not. be fair. But I get your point. If it, Darian Thompson the same way, and I would yeah. think Leonard well, Fournette would truck him. Good point. Um, but, you know, we saw a reverse to Cooper in the preseason to Jarwin, and he did the same thing. Yeah. I mean, like, out in space, all that. I, I didn't think – it wasn't – I mean, do we have a new starting tight end? Is that is that what's going on here? Doesn't surprise me. Does it surprise you guys? I'm not ready to go there just yet, just because it's week one. But yeah, I mean, Dalton Schultz is he we, got the he got the bulk of it. I still think yeah. there's going to be plenty of opportunity yeah. for both. Absolutely. But it was a Schultz night. But I, I think we saw. I mean, we saw. I mean, we talked about this earlier in the the preseason. This was a guy that last year put up 63, 63 yeah. catches. I mean, like. He had a lot of production for this offense last year. I didn't think it was just a foregone conclusion that Blake Jarwin just came back and assumed the starting position. I think Dalton Schultz earned the right to continue to be the yeah. starter. And it's going to be a different type of tight end. I mean, you know, three catches for, for Jarwin, but he also had a play down the field that got a P.I., you know. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to be a little bit more downfield threat. But I think the way – especially with this offensive line the way it was last night, I think Dak's going to get the ball out quick to guys like that. And and I think Schultz is going to benefit a little bit more if it's just getting the ball out quick. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll get more into this game. We've got to talk about Dak Prescott and certainly about uh, Kellen uh, Moore and kind of game he called. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. 
Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. Cowboys Nation, it's football season. That means it's time for new gear. Just head to the Pro Shop, your official store, the Cowboys Nation, and score classics like your favorite player jerseys, tees, hats, plus exclusive collections and unique accessories. Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or online at shop.dallascowboys.com. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking about the Cowboys' first game of the season. They lose 31-29. to uh, Still very a lot of positive things. I was not gonna. I'm not gonna say a positive thing that they lost, but a lot of positive things to be taken out of that game. Do you have something? No, I just. Okay. I, I I already said it. I mean, okay. if, it, nobody wants them to lose, but if right. you're furious about this result, just take a deep breath. I would just say enjoy this because this is sport and entertainment. So well, take a moment too, just to relax and enjoy was, where we are. Like that was fun. That was that was, was one of those. Game. That was one of those games where you're like. Somebody has to lose, and that's unfortunate. What was that? I think it may have been third, maybe early fourth quarter when you looked over at me and you said, no matter what happens from here on that's, out, I'm good. That's what I mean. And, you know, it would be amazing if the Cowboys made a playoff run and, and all that stuff. But, like, all you can ask for is that the games are fun and entertaining every week because we know <laughs> firsthand what it's like when they're not. And yeah, it's the that. worst. Yeah, absolutely. It's like. Sunday's like going to a funeral every week. Like nobody wants that. Right. You're not going to win them all, but at least they're fun. So let's talk about Dak Prescott. Um, yesterday he goes 42 of 58, 72 percent completion percentage, 403 yards, three touchdowns, only one interception, which I don't even think was his fault. But he got one interception, uh, had a 100.101.4 rating. Tell me, what was the favorite thing you saw from him yesterday in his return to the field after that injury? So many to choose from, um, including the first play. But mm. I thought the touchdown pass to Cooper when the snap was low and he dropped it, picked it up, and I mean, without even panicking, no screen, you know, just just got his eyes back on where he needed to be. Is also a good trust in Amari of knowing where he is, and. It reminded me of the game in 2015 where the Cowboys were going to play the the Giants on week one. Um, and it was like last play of the game, 10 seconds to go. Romo's driving him down the field, and Fred, Frederick kind of low snap, same thing. He just picked it up calmly, threw it to Witten for a mm-hmm. game winner. And at the end of Romo's career, he was kind of doing plays like that. Um, and I thought that was very similar for, for, for Dak. I mean, and – just just a play like that, I thought that was just total under control despite a little chaotic scene. 
I could do a whole segment on what I loved about. Like we the, will on Monday, actually. The whole the whole thing. All right, I won't. I won't do. But I mean, like, he made so many amazing throws. The best throw of his night might have not. It might have been one that didn't count. The throw that he made to CD on the it was the the final field goal drive before mm-hmm. Brady got the ball. On Tyron Smith uh, got called for holding. Just oh, yeah. dropped it in a bucket right in the in the gap in the zone to CD. Just I mean, his placement was incredible all night. I mean, it was just it was everything that makes Dak Prescott great. He got rocked. I mean, they were pressuring the hell out of him. He there was a play. I think he threw it to Amari. He got the pass off and completed it. The the rush came and they literally they body slammed him. I mean, and he was he was dealing with that all night. Didn't phase him one bit. The fumble play. You know, he had a quarterback keeper. I think somebody stepped on his hand, and they had to glue the cut shut. And he's just like, "Yeah, whatever." And you, you got to. He called it medic stuff after the game. He was <laughs> like, like, "They were doing some medic." They stuff did on some me, medic so stuff, so I'd stop bleeding, and I got back in the game. Um, <laughs> Football players are crazy. More than anything, and this is this is just me. I haven't talked to him about it, but his demeanor after the game was very impressive to me. Uh, I go back 2019, and in the early part of 2020. You lose games. You know, they were 8-8 eight and eight team in 19. They obviously got off to a rough start last year. And he he looked frustrated after games and, like, didn't have answers to the questions and yada, yada. And, I, you know, I know he didn't, didn't want to lose last night, but he just exuded this, like, cool. Like, he just was like, yeah, they got us. We'll be okay. We'll be back. Yeah, I mean, as he told which, him, and that that's cool, and that's gonna that's gonna make headlines. You know, Romo said that to people too. Yeah. Quarterbacks do that. It's right. it's cool, but just just his whole demeanor was like, yeah, we lost this one. We're gonna win a lot, and you know, he he was like, the expectation is that we're gonna we're a good team that's gonna make a playoff push. I mean, to say that after you fall to zero and one, just the whole way he carried himself, like. Don't take this the wrong way. Like he he didn't look angry, and, and not to say that he's not taking the loss hard, but he just was like, yeah, like we're we're going, we're we're coming back, we're gonna we're win fine. some games. Yeah, like, yeah. and I thought that that was really impressive, especially to come so close to such a big win, and to just kind of be like, yeah, we'll be okay. I yeah. thought that was really impressive. Yeah, it's interesting. After the game, I think it was, I want to say it was Amari that said this, but one of the guys in the post game said. Uh, yeah, the only thing that we know, like what Coach Tolson locked, the only thing we know at this point is we won't go undefeated. Like everything else is still on the table for us, and so I think that was that seemed to be the impression I got from most of those guys. Was I think it was Casey that said they're going to go sixteen and one? Okay, good on him. <laughs> good on him for remembering okay. that it's a seventeen game right. schedule because I would have oh, said fifteen. Because no. when he said that, I was first I was like, I would have messed it up. He said we're not like, oh, losing yeah. again, so I said yeah. so. It's going to be sixteen and one. He said yes, yeah, sixteen and one. Hey, good I like the him. confidence. I hope they can back it up. And if we if it's if it's like what we saw last night, I think they'll do way more winning this year than they will do losing. Yeah. One of the reasons why I thought they won, obviously Dak was one of them. The other is, I think the guy calling those plays on offense. Uh, was a huge reason. Nick, I pointed out to you earlier in the game, I think it was, was it the first touchdown, I think, uh, where they he kind of did a, yeah. p- a pump fake uh, and then went downfield uh, to CD. And and it was basically set up earlier in that drive, Kellen Moore, uh, because they spread out the, 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 the receivers they had. Basically, at 12 personnel, that two tight ends in the game, which gives you the right kind of matchups, but they split everybody out wide. So each side, imagine this. you got a tight end, and then staggered off of them, you've got off the line of scrimmage, you got a wide receiver on both sides. And earlier in, in that same drive, they had, had, had hit one of those wide receivers uh, up tight on a, on a screen, and that drew the defense up. And then on that play, they pump fake. 
and then you're downfield. Here you go. It's it's a little bit of an injustice to just call it a pump fake too. It was an out and out like fake screen because yep. you you fake the smoke screen. Then CD's still got to get 18 yards downfield. I mean, you're putting a lot of trust in your offensive line. No that is a slow developing play. It was really impressive. So tell me, what was what what did you notice about Kellen Moore and how he called that game yesterday? Well, I thought he did a great job of knowing that that we're not going to run the ball up the middle here. Like this is their strength. This is our weakness of the offensive line, um, and it just it's not going to it's not going to happen. So let's go sideline to sideline. Let's make it wide. Let's do different plays. Um, and I said this, I think earlier in the week about you know some trick plays or throw them all out there and they did they kind of had Early, some different were, things out there yeah. a lot of different it, it looked like a college game which yeah. was great you yeah. know um I, I don't use tony pollard the way dave's been asking them to use tony pollard for a long time and so you know now at the end of the game last play i think i like my quarterback out there i don't know what that was yeah i, I don't know what that we was. watched <laughs> that from the tunnel i don't even know for sure what happened did, to be did, honest with you did i hear, hear this right cuz no one can back me up on this i haven't watched it did Micah parsons snap the ball you told me that i had i didn't notice that i, I got to go back and watch i got to watch this he i don't did. know he, he did, did. Okay. chris i I, I I was looking. I had a terrible view. They wouldn't let me on the field right at the end. I was like looking, and I'm like, why is Dak on the sideline? I've never seen a play like and that. Parsons was to, to yeah. win a game. I've always it's always a hail mary. I've never seen a situation where I thought it was going to be you just hit, run the ball hit, and yeah. try to figure out who can do it. Yeah, throw it back and all mm, that. It's kind of a hopeless situation anyway. I, no, I, I like the creativity of trying something different. I mean, the likelihood you were going to get a hail mary in that situation right. probably wasn't great. So and maybe I, I just, let's not. It's not straining the quarterback's shoulder, asking him to throw I 80 just, yards maybe. either. I just wish that this whole time we were worrying about who the backup center was going to be. It was Micah Parsons all along. Like yeah. I didn't realize he was the backup center. I, <laughs> I, not, I know what you're saying. I get it. Yeah, I had such a nerd crush about Kellen Moore's game plan last night. It was so cool, and it, I mean, it reminded me of the first three games of 2019. Mm-hmm. You'll never convince me ever. I'll say it forever. Something happened in week four of 2019. Like they, somebody forced Kellen to put the fun playbook away <laughs> and get the boring playbook out. Maybe it was Jason Garrett. I don't know. But this was the fun playbook. And it's so creative to again, you know, utilize short passing to substitute the running game. The way they had Pollard involved. RPOs to screen game, like just all sorts of stuff like that, where Zeke is an option to keep it if the look is right, but you don't have to do it. You mentioned the fake, uh, you know, setting up the fake to CD. Um, you know, I don't know if you want to do super duper gadget plays like that all the time, but even the the fake reverse mm-hmm. that Tony Pollard ran, like that's where you can literally change the whole play by just telling Tony, hey, stick the ball out when you run past Coop. Mm-hmm. And it gives the defense a completely different look. It, it was just, it was fun. It was really fun. But at some point, you've got to be able to run the football. And that's the problem with, with I mean, like it was fun and cool. And, I, and I'm with you. But when they got down into the red zone, you can't just knock people off the ball. Like there's that's that's going to be an issue with well, this but, team. Well, let's talk about that because I I personally believe that that was a function of the team you were playing. This was the number one rush defense right. in the league in 2020, and I and the times they did run, like they were getting nothing out of it. And I think as opposed to some years that we've seen this team where they continue to kind of beat their head against a brick wall and have basically meaningless plays because they know they can't do something that they keep trying to do. They just opted to say, hey, we're just going to back up but, and throw the ball. So what What do you do in that situation where you know the front, you can't beat this front? 
And and from the standpoint of running the ball, what do you do in that situation? Well, I do what the Bucks did. I do what other teams do, what the Bears do. If Quentin Bohanna is going to be active, then get his ass out there and let him be a lead blocker. Let him do something different. Get some beef up there. Your tight ends have no beef. Like you want to make let them be pass catchers and cool, and maybe they're all good fantasy players, but they're but they're not blockers. And so twelve. But that's a problem was, they should have handled back in the but they preseason. Don't. Like they that. don't. They got two guys that are pretty much the same. Yeah. And so they're not. Well, I'm gonna, saying, but from a standpoint right. of getting some beat, they should have had a foot fullback they, if they wanted to be able to do that, right? Something. I mean, Tampa did, does it? They put their star defensive tackle out there and do it just for a player or two, but they do it. And so you you got to figure out different ways to to run the ball. So yeah, Tampa, you know, that they could say, yeah, trick play us all day you want, but when you get down to it, you're really not going to score. I would just like to point out that and I mean, Tampa did a better job in the red zone, but I mean, the Bucks ran 14 times for 52 yards. It's yep. not like they bulldozed the Cowboys. No, yeah, the run defense for the Cowboys was very good yesterday. I thought. I it's right. It's, I mean, it's two different arguments, right? I mean, like, I'm just, I'm just saying. I just, I, I guess, I feel like I never felt like there was a time where the Bucks were like, we're going to saddle up and pound it down your throat. Like the Bucks were doing the same thing. They threw Tom Brady 50 threw fifty times. times. Right. I, I, I've said this a thousand times. Though. It doesn't matter who you're playing. When push comes to shove, they don't. <laughs> they don't shove. They mm-hmm. don't knock people off the ball, and that has been the problem with the with the red zone is that they have to rely on Dak or you know making a play because they're not just going to bulldoze people over the line. I I don't disagree with that. Um, I do you know, and one one game is such a small sample size, but you look at this. I mean, you look at the stats, and that's it's so clever. Like I don't care what Zeke's stat line is. Michael Gallup. Probably 20 of his 36 receiving yards came on balls that were within two yards of the line of scrimmage. Same thing for Tony Pollard's receptions. Same thing, uh, you know, Dalton Schultz had that really nifty screen. If you add up receptions that happened at the line of scrimmage and went for yardage, that's another 60 quote-unquote rushing yards to your total. So now you're looking at it and say, oh, they had 120 rushing yards. Nobody's talking about this. if we get a month into the season and this is what all of Zeke's stat lines look like, yep. that's problematic. Yep. Um, but right now, I'm impressed that they had the adaptability to play it a different way. Because right. we saw them just try to stubbornly mash a square peg into a round hole for years and it never – or round – yeah, 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 yeah. I same had it right. Yeah, yeah. same thing. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about this on Monday. I was just telling you guys I want to really dive into that because I do think to some degree there's an argument that can be made that the identity of this team has shifted and they are this – what we saw last night may be what you may expect to see for the next – who knows? We can like save it. This season, we maybe. can save we'll it. We'll talk about that on Monday. We can save it for Monday, but that shift hap- is no, – that shift sailed. We'll talk about that on yeah, Monday because yeah, yeah. I do okay. think there's some things we got to talk about. There are some nuances to that. Um, let's take our final break when we come back. We got to take some time to talk about the offensive line because uh, I think going into that game, most of us thought – that the big telltale was the fact that you didn't have your best offensive lineman. Connor McGovern was going to have to start. The question for you guys is how did he play, and was that a problem for them? Was it as big of a problem as most people thought it would be? We'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. 
Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with Essler lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment for at your local Essler experts and find the perfect Essler lens for you. See more, do more, Essler. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Cowboys lose 31-29 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, next week they will be taking on the uh, San Di- I'm not San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, we'll be out there next Sunday uh, for game number two. We'll get into that next week on what that game may look like. But before we get to that, we do need to talk about this offensive line. I, I, as I said before the break, I personally... Uh, thought that the biggest problem that the Cowboys would possibly face last night uh, would be not having uh, their 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 best offensive player, maybe definitely their best offensive lineman in Zach Martin uh, and Connor McGregor were trying to replace him. What did you think, Connor of, McGregor? I'm sorry, interesting. <laughs> Connor, <laughs> Connor McGovern. That's funny. Interesting. Connor McGovern trying to replace him. What did you guys think of the offensive line play and specifically the play of Connor McGovern? I thought they protected him. You know, I mean, I thought he played a, a decent game. Um, you know, and, and they threw the ball a lot, and Zach didn't really get hit that much. I mean, he, well, he got hit he some, got hit, but he yeah. got hit some, but he didn't get any sacks. Just the one critical sack, too. Like, that was a bad one. That was yeah. on Dak. Yeah. Got to throw that gotta away. Or you got to do something different. That You know, they were first and 10 on the 21 yard line, and they ended up kicking a 60 yard field goal, which somebody explained to me why that happened. Uh. Um, that was a <laughs> bad coaching decision right there. And I'm just going to be nice about it, I think. Yeah. I just don't know how you kick it. Unbelievable. Kick it. Especially, Especially when he, a kicker that's been struggling. When he's struggling yeah. to make anything. I mean, he had a 31-yard field goal that did not hit the net. Can I throw this out, though? It hit the ship. I thought about this. <laughs> they weren't even kicking that way. I was going to say, I don't think that was the right end zone, but it's a I good thought, joke. I thought about this. Do you think that maybe that was one of those situations where there was only upside from the standpoint of your kicker's mentality? Like... A no. Six, no, but wait. Let me hear okay. me out. Sorry. A sixty-yarder. I if love you when miss we it, agree, Nick. <laughs> if you miss it, your kicker doesn't feel bad about missing a sixty-yarder. If he makes it, whatever had happened previous to that now feels a lot better because I made a sixty-yarder. Do you think that maybe that was a part of the thought process of the head coach? With 
one second left in the clock? Right. Yes. But not with 15 and not with Tom Brady. And, I mean, they had a miscommunication. They could have easily gotten in there and gotten a field goal. No, no. I, I so, get, from the strategy of the game, I agree with you completely. I'm okay. asking if you're trying to rationalize how the coach came to this decision, okay, could you see but what that maybe is a part of the, the fact? A, I a part of a see it, and, and then you immediately you immediately say, but then you give the goat the nice ball try. at the 50 with yeah. 20 seconds. Yeah. Did you see he, – He's amazing. The way that, like, again, he got them into field goal range with, like, so much time to spare. And he's just chucking out routes. He's yeah. like, I know this is only going to take two seconds off the clock. I, I can't prove this. We'll never know. But And I know a lot of people are complaining about it. The miscommunication with Antonio Brown. Brown ran a hitch and he threw deep. He's smart enough that he could have done that on purpose because he was like, well, what I want's not there, but they can't throw a flag on me for doing this. That's just expertise that comes with 22 years of playing in the NFL. You're putting him on the 50 with 20 seconds to play? No, and by the way, you get the ball coming out of halftime, so you, you have all the opportunity to just grab the game in the second half. If he misses the kick, and it it worked out. It worked out. They got lucky. But even a field goal puts them up eight. And all, and so now you can't Every even game. you can't even all you can do is tie the game. Best case scenario, yep. it was it was stupid. It was it was bad game management. I I asked Mike about it last night, and I, yeah, he kind of dismissed you. His answer bit. was yeah. icy, and yeah. I was like, saw, he just he. I was like, I was like, was there a debate or a conversation? Like, how did you come to this decision? And he was like, I just had a lot of confidence in Greg, yeah. and, I was, and 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 that was it. It was a very. Fu kind of tone. Why? Definitely. I don't know. Because he didn't do anything in the offseason. He's got back surgery. His kickoffs are not going to the end zone anymore. His field goal went way left. He missed an extra point. What? What a part of all of that says he's going to kill a sixty-yarder here, and 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 it'll be fine. And we have no recourse. I mean, I just I, I just don't understand that. Now, okay, I don't get that. But I also will say this, you know, he did a nice job of getting the team ready to play. Yeah. Like this team was was prepared. They played hard. They played well. They they didn't care about anything else, the outside noise. I do give them credit for that, but that that you know, which is their job. I get it, it's their job. But like they, they came in there to hit them in the mouth and win that game. And I just did not understand that one and they got lucky that it didn't bite them. And I, and when I said at the top of the show they were kind of sloppy. The more you think about it, and I mean, the defense is going to give up plays to Tom Brady. That's just going to happen. Sorry, um, but like special special teams, man. And it's not just Zerline. Like they gave up the long kick return. Zerline wasn't he wasn't getting balls in the end zone, which is kind of concerning. Um, I just thought they kind of looked like crap in that aspect of the game. It's great that he rebounded to to kick the go ahead field goal, but. That was gross, and I, I mean, it just was. It was. It was. If and you know, we've been. This has been a very positive show for. I mean, we've we've done some shows where we just killed everybody after a after loss. loss. Yeah, no doubt. This is a very positive post-loss show. But if you're looking for something that I really hated, basically everything about the way they managed their special teams sucked last night, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, and I think it all goes back to starts. And and has a lot to do with what's going on with the kicker, and and I think we got to talk a little more about that. We'll probably get into that on our next show. 
uh, when we <laughs> when we talk a little bit about what the kicker. I'm laughing because you guys in here, our producer, in our ears, telling especially us, when you said we, we're, we're talking about the kicker. Right, oh, right. Boy. We got a phone call. We got to get to this phone call because I'm sure I am absolutely positive she's got some takes from that game. Welcome to the show, Miss Amber Garcia. Amber, what up? Hey, guys. I just heard Dave say, oh, boy. But you know what? You guys got a positive Amber today. Ah, whoa. Positivity today. Okay. Yes. I'm mainly calling because I want to know, do you guys and I, myself, qualify for a ring? <laughs> <laughs> do we qualify? I'm <laughs> sorry. If I would, if I could have put money on anybody calling us a bunch of bums for being excited about a loss, I would have bet it would be you. And she went the opposite yeah. way. They don't. They don't do NFC East rings, right? We know that. Everybody knows that. No, you just you're you're talking about that doesn't happen. You they give out hats. Shirts. You're yeah. talking about Super Bowl ring. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I wow. did see last night one of our one of our counterparts that works in the digital on the digital media staff for the Bucks. Was walking around with her big shiny oh, yeah. ring, and she's only two years in. So I'm guessing they they went oh. top to bottom in their Those organization. Things, they with rings. Uh, I got. I don't know that we do that. Those but, things uh, are ridiculous. Yeah, are. Th- those are paperweights. Yeah, they're huge. Yeah, and if the Cowboys ever win a Super Bowl, oh, it'll be God. a paperweight you want on your desk. That's <laughs> true. It'll be like a watch <laughs> ring. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm going to say this. I'm guessing what will probably happen is they will have one that they give to the players, and they will have a replica version that maybe they decide to let let. Employees, oh God, let's slow down. Yeah, it's okay. AG, I thought you were calling to bring us back to reality. What are you doing? Well, you know what it is. You know what it was. I was going into this game. Obviously, I, I've been kind of keeping up with things, but not like very deep, like you guys during training camp and all that. But what it was for me is that training camp. Okay, you hear about Dak and the shoulder injury, then you hear, you know, Dak not going to play, then. And I know these were preseason games, and I know it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. You're looking for other things other than wings. But it does suck when you don't win a freaking single preseason game. <laughs> like, it does annoy me. So my expectations, my point is my expectations for this game were pretty low, to be honest. The defense, I wasn't trusting them or anything. And then we hear about the rain in Tampa. And then I'm like, okay, well, this is not looking good. Sorry, my baby is about to start What's crying. What's up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no. He's but like, rings. <laughs> the point is, uh, my expectations were kind of low for the game. So when they played the way they did, I was pretty excited to see Dak perform the way he did. And it like, I'm like in a more positive mood because of how low my expectations were, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think there's probably a lot of fans out there like that that they went into this game assuming. And by the way, you look across all. I was watching all the shows yesterday as we were waiting for the game. Across the board, everywhere, all the picks were bucks, 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 bucks. Even on our shows, like bucks, yeah. bucks. Everybody was picking the bucks. So yeah, I think there was this feeling. I think from a lot of fans uh, that as of last night or this morning, where they were like, you know. Like, if, if everybody picked it that much of a landslide and the Cowboys played the way they did, that's actually somewhat of a, like, I feel better about that, even though it was a loss, right? The Cowboys employ one of the four or five best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he looked every bit the part last night. And if that's 
If that's what you got, you got a chance in every game you play. Yep. Every game. It's really all you can ask for. Yep. So you we're, should you should feel we, pretty good about what happened which, last night. We were seeing that last year. He was giving them a chance. They didn't win some of those games. He was giving them a chance. Sometimes they did. Sometimes they didn't. But they were uh, sorry not to cut you off. Yeah. They were playing bad football. Him included. Like they right. were playing awful football. They played pretty yeah. good football last night. Yep. Not completely great, but pretty good. Kicker. Well, the the other thing before you guys go into the cold kicker kicker situation, the other thing for me was also is that it didn't take the whole first half of the game for them to do things. You know, it was like okay, they started off and they were doing some things, and then they were keeping up with the Bucks, and it wasn't like oh, we're getting into the third quarter, then the fourth quarter for them to kind of try to catch up to them. So that was another aspect that for me was pretty positive. And just feeling like, man, okay, but didn't start with a super slow first half of the game, and they were doing moving the ball and doing a few things. Now, with the kicker position, you guys can take on that conversation. This is ridiculous. I don't understand what the problem is. How hard is it to kick a ball? <laughs> There's the amber. I know. <laughs> right. There's... Right back there. There we go. Like, an extra point? Really? Like, okay. I was thinking, where did I put my Dan Bailey poster? I know that was a long time ago, but um, how hard is it to find a Dan Bailey back in the days when he was good? Uh, You could probably find him right now. (laughs) You know, that's actually an interesting thing. I'll let you guys take on that conversation. All right. right, Thanks, Sam. Good to hear from you. You know, that's actually an interesting thing. I was having a similar conversation with my wife this morning about the game and she was asking a similar question like is there somebody else out there and i'm like yeah but this is the problem that teams face at this part at this time like yeah there are other guys you could go out and get but you're basically giving up one problem that you know for an unknown problem like whoever's out on the street there's a reason they're on the street right and they're probably even if they come in they get on a streak where they're just like kicking everything there's a reason why they're on the street, and at some point it's probably going to rear its ugly head, and then you're right back into that same inconsistency. So it's like, you know, there's only there's several teams, and there are several teams in the league that have a really good kicker, and they're good. Everybody else, they're kind of just hoping their guy can make the kicks they need because there's not really much recourse. Which, and complicating this is Greg Zerline has a contract that is not your average kicker contract. I mean, they, they signed him for three years, $7 million, so... And they've freed up cap space with the restructures, but cutting him would cost like two or three million dollars. Wow! And I don't For a kicker. I don't think that's something that you want to do after one week. If it persists, eventually things come to a head. But after one week, I actually, I'm I'm sorry to whoever said this on Twitter. I don't remember who it was, but I don't hate the idea. I don't I don't think they need to cut Greg today. That's a little a little bit of an overreaction for me, even though he was bad last night. But you could sign another kicker to your practice mm-hmm. squad and even get, you know, give Greg that would give Greg time if he's not right, if he's not healthy, get him healthy or just work until you feel more confident or whatever, but there's 16 spots on your practice squad. I'd like to think you could afford to carry an extra kicker for at least a month or so. Do you think it's maybe even worth it to put that guy on the active roster? And let them kick off because that's the other part to this. That's not working now we're well. going real and college football. Well, but, I'm, but I'm thinking about from a standpoint: if his back is still an issue and he's having to work it back, the last thing you want to do is put too much on him. So is that maybe so, a better in between decision? Now he did say after the game, he did say that two or three of those kickoffs that were short were that was that was the call. That was the call. Now because they did come out and kicked after after that, he did go yeah. go through. So I, I don't know if he's. 
if he's hurt or not or still you know not 100 percent. he did have back surgery but yeah um you know it, it just the mechanics of that the ugly field goal that was just something we just haven't seen now he kind of corrected himself as things were going i didn't really get a good view of the 60 yarder was it online was it just short? I couldn't tell. The way our good. angle was, it was hard to see. It was definitely wide. I don't it remember. It was short. Yeah, short and wide. It was short. Kind of so. was hoping that guy back there would return it. like So that they would at least have less field. Well, I mean, you've got to tackle them. And yeah. we've seen Alabama right. fans will tell you that that's not always easy. But, um, you know, not that we're sure to talk about college football. But um, but I, <laughs> I do think <laughs> I do think that, that I still just hate the kick. I hate the call. Yeah, but I think yeah. he's going to. Turn it around and be think all right. You'll be okay? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, what, who else are you going to get? You're going to get someone else's problems. I need, yeah. I need you to. It's going to take me three games before I'm ready to like completely dive into. They have to make a change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to bring another guy on, that's fine with me. But yeah, I think that's a little premature. And he misses the kick with 124 to go or something. Yeah, I think that then I have a different. Thing. Opinion. Yeah, I think it yeah, does too. Yeah, yeah, because you, I mean, and it. 48 is, I mean, that's the money range. Like, that's 60 yarders I don't expect you to make, but 40 to forty to 50 is where that's what you make you your, know money. Make your most money. Yeah. When he made the kick, everyone was like, too much time, too much time. If he misses that kick and then they kneel out the ball or whatever, we'd be sitting here going, that, that would have won the game. You know, like, uh, he probably wouldn't have come back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you spin oh. it however you want. Of course, I mean. You'd be like, well, you, that was a game-winning kick and you missed it. Yep. Not, it's, Which is still honestly, it still is a game-winning kick because it put them in the lead. One twenty-four, yeah, yeah one twenty-four left, and they just couldn't. They couldn't finish it. They couldn't finish the game. Shout out! Wait, before you, just since we were talking about it, I just shout out to Jordan Lewis for running down on a hail mary cover, intercepting Tom Brady and getting to like the opposing forty. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look at it, but I just lack because. The other side of the field looked really open, and I did, that just would have been like one of the more amazing things I've ever seen. Yeah, but nice little two takeaway night for Jordan Lewis. Yeah, that was a uh, all things considered, that was a good uh, performance by the defense from that standpoint as far as the really? takeaways are concerned. If and they we just if they don't sorry if they don't I mean if they don't give up the bomb to Antonio Brown on the go route, amazing night by them. They still yeah. still a solid night, but that one bust kind of hangs over it. Yeah, Monday we're going to dive in a little deeper on that conversation, the defense, how they performed, and really just looking at this team overall, how much complimentary football they played, how much is this team relying on Dak, is that a winning formula? We'll talk about that all on the Monday. But you guys enjoy the weekend. Until then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio Hook. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!